Warning, this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Welcome back to Generate Gamblers, Rugby Fanatics, and everyone in between. I'm BT. This week's episode will be a little different than what you're used to because we were lucky enough to have Harper in studio. That's right, in the flesh. He had some fiery takes. He talked about his upcoming trip to MagaFest in Missoula and tried to explain his complicated relationship with technology. Uncle Johnny and Harpo had boots on the ground for San Diego Glendale, but we talked everything MLR in week four and even began to flirt with some playoff predictions. Also, today, the Supreme Court ruled against a 1992 mandate against sports gambling, essentially removing a law blocking individual states from running sports books. This was a huge, huge step in turning the gambling we dream of on Rugby Pick'em into a reality. Big legal decision that could shake things up in the future. So, enjoy this week's semi-sober conversation with Harpo on Rugby Pick'em. We have a treat for you this week. Harpo has been in town all weekend giving us his scoops. We have him here in studio. He's going to do the whole episode with us because of all that great fan feedback we've heard. Everybody's saying we want more Harpo, so we're delivering. It's basically Harpo's podcast, and we're just living in it. So, Johnny, you want to tell us what went down this weekend? You guys are just coming from the game. The uh, San Diego Legion almost win on the road at Glendale, but Glendale hangs on. Keyword almost. I San Diego uh, showed their worth uh, tonight here in Glendale, but the Raptors held on, and it was a it was a fun little runaround. Uh, Harpo, what's your take on that on that match? Oh, all I know is I'm three from four with the uh, over-unders, and um, I got enough money in my bank account where I can fly up to Missoula on Wednesday for Maggot Fest. What kind of tournament is it? Oh, I think just about everybody knows about Maggot Fest. Um, they have a brand new $40 million eight-field uh, uh, complex. And uh, they'll go through, oh, 100 kegs or so, sometimes 120 kegs. Every team shows up with a uh, theme. It's sort of like one of the biggest Halloween parties you've ever been to. uh, And the beer just flows. And don't take your eyes off your mug. The mugs are like gold. Uh, I've seen college kids, kids stage stage, uh, uh, just uh, commotions. Just so people turn their backs and look, and then the college kids swoop in and grab the mugs and go fill them up with beer. Yeah, it's a hell of a tournament. Uncle Johnny and I went up 2015 Maggot Fest. We went up in an RV with a whole bunch of just randomly assembled uh, ruggers, but we had a good time. We actually played against Martin Iosefo back when he was on the Montana Jesters. And Harpo has a little story, an anecdote. As it were, about Mr. Marty Yosef. Oh boy! Would you tell it? Sure, why not? Um, uh, Missoula had a sevens tournament back in 014, 014 and 
I got a bunch of kids that I coached in high school. They all came home. They played at Life University, and uh, uh, we we played in the sevens tournament. I got to I got to square off against Martin in the finals, and to end the second half, I lined him up to tackle him, and I bounced off him like a 1970s Super Bowl. And uh, this is about midfield, and I got really angry, so I got back up and he went right down the field swatting away player after player after player but I jumped on his back on about the three meter line and I got my 1.8 seconds on a bull named Martin Yosefo before he touched it down in the tri zone and he made it 14 to 12 at halftime but every time they kicked it off to the Attitude Adjusters Association in the second half we just go right down and score, and we ended up beating them uh, 52 to 12. So if you've never been out to MAGAFest, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, get out there. It's a hell of a tournament, and uh, you're just going to have a lot of fun. But let's get to the juice. MLR. We love the MLR here at Rugby Pick'em. Can't get enough of it. Three games a week doesn't even seem like enough, but they've been exciting. Let's go straight to the game. Uh, that you guys just came back from. I was a little lazy today, I'm not going to lie. I woke up, and it's kind of counterintuitive, but that ESPN Plus stream is, is so nice and convenient. I did not go to the game and buy a ticket. So hot-button hot question, is the, uh, is the MLR in trouble because they're, uh, they're making their broadcast so easy and accessible to their audience that nobody's showing up? It was overcast in Denver, <laughs> which means people just – bundle up oh, yeah. oh it's a good cuddling day no so there the attendance was a little down the attendance at the new orleans game uh from what we hear on the street there was 400 terrible anemic but the stadium sounded electric because the uh, guy on the microphone was just constantly getting them going but let's get into the guts of the game the legion were on the road it was a top of the table clash and uh it started out all legion Dolph Bolta got over. Dolph Bolta rocking the hair. I shook his hand after the game. The guy is a sausage. Sione Tuihalamaka also got over. And I just wanted to make a note. We got a scoop uh, from one of Rugby Pickham's um, sources. Yeah, our sources in the field. We have many sources. And, uh, you know, if you ever got a scoop, slide into the DMs. Let us know. We got a scoop from one of our listeners that Sione Tuihalamaka who uh, suited up at tight head for San Diego and scored today, is Cousins with Kalepi Fafita, the loose head prop for Glendale. They were going head-to-head -head today. It's all in the family. Kissing Cousins. They both had really good games. They both scored. Um, I think that the Legion found their duo uh, because they were really strong in the ball, something we checked that. They were strong in the scrum, something we know they struggle with. But, uh, yeah, Dolph Bolta and uh, Tui Halamaka played really well. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Went back and forth all game. What did you guys see out there? Harpo, I, I know you know you saw some handling errors. What did you think? Well, more disappointing to me than the handling errors, and it wasn't just tonight's game, but uh, there was just so many missed tackles. 
guys, you're professionals. Know your role. Make your tackles. It's so important to make your tackles. And that's why the point spreads have been so high. Not the, the over-unders. It's been uh, in the high 60s. It's like if they make their tackle, tackles, then it, that just won't happen. Harpo, what would you say to the argument that the, the offensive expertise is so well? There's so many good steppers here in the league that that's why we see a lot of missed tackles. I don't buy it. <laughs> oh, moving on, uh, Seth Hallman uh, had a hell of a game. He had one score that uh, Packy had a gem of a call on. Bit of speed onto this one. Chad landed on the field on the outside. Ranging away. Still trying to step in. Hanneman. Seth Hanneman. It's still a step. Oh. He's like a paper cut. So dangerous. Seth Hanneman gets in for the Glendale Raptors. Slippery Seth Hanneman. Yeah, he, he's a runner. I mean, he's a very different style than uh, Harley Davidson, who they were missing this day, the pinball. Harley Davidson, who just slams into people, bumps them off, and just keeps running. Brrr, little Tasmanian devil that he is. But Hallman's more of a slippery candidate, and, uh, you know, he slipped through. He, he, he did it. He had a good match today. They got a lot of flexibility on the wing. We saw Mike Kruse out there today doing the big leg step. Love a good stepper. You, you just got to float that leg out, see where the defender's going to go, tease him with it. Yeah, but he kind of, you know, a couple times you didn't want, you didn't know if he was going to dance with it or he was going to play rugby. So, hey, do your thing, girl. Yeah. How about his big tackle with about eight minutes to go? He made a bone crunching tackles. Hey, forwards, take a look at that one a couple times. It was an awesome tackle. Yeah, but the both packs played well and got around the park. Uh, we saw people like Luke White, Sam Fig, Peter Dahl play really, really, really good hard minutes for the Raptors. And it was tight, but in the end, Sean Davies, furious with his troops, rallying them around. Bodies piling in everywhere. Davies, furious with his troops. Wanderers has another crack yet again. Quarters with them. The gun on left. They pulled in some defenders. They find some space. Finoglio picks off the base. They go ahead and hang on to win the game at the death. What a thriller. Yeah, the fans were shouting. Even if they didn't know what rugby was, the fans were out there shouting. And San Diego played well. They they showed up. And, and some of their studs finally uh, started leading that team. Um, Nate Augsburger, I, I think you want to have that guy have more ball. Because when he did get the ball finally late in the game, he's spicy and, uh, you know, he, he makes things happen, but he, he wasn't involved in the game at all. So, so I mean, him or Boyer at nine. Boyer plays all right, but if you Nick think... Boyer played quite well at nine, did did his job. Yeah, if you uh, think Augsburg is better, then that's where it should be. You know, they, they've got a well-balanced team. I, I tell you what, they, you know, Ben Seaman and Dylan Audsley kick the ball very well Ter territorial kicking is very good with these two the the this force is strong in these young lads but it's almost so strong that they think that they could do everything all the time so just pick and choose you know it, it's a 
it's a learning kind of curve where they pick and choose when to territorial kick. But uh, those two are, are handy players, and they're pretty important in the San Diego back line. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Oddsley was perfect on the tee. I think Will McGee was perfect on the tee. Really good game. <clears throat> Gentlemen, do you think this is potentially one of our semifinal matchups in the uh, last postseason weeks of the MLR? This looks like it could be the top of the table, these two teams. Harpo, any doubts? Seattle. Watch out for Seattle. What I like right now is there's only about five points separating the third place team from the last place team. So a lot of these matches coming up towards weeks uh, uh, six and seven are going to have a lot of meaning. So we'll transition to the game on a Saturday afternoon down in New Orleans. Uh, Mark Sturbina and Pete Steinberg were on the call. And I got to say, Pete Steinberg does a really hella awkward interview. <laughs> nice little one-question interviews. Uh, but throughout the game, his takes got a little bit spicier. I think I like this guy on the mic. He uh, he snatched the crown from Packy this week. Pete Steinberg is our announcer of the week for some gem quotes like this one. But that's a missed tackle there. It's just, just weak. Yes, former... USA Eagles women's coach Pete Steinberg. He was doing all of the explanation for the non-rugby fans uh, early in the game. But yes, his takes did get hotter. So second missed tackle by Rennie Carmer. Real basic stuff. It's hard when you, it's very different defense, right? When you go from the wing to the 10. His first game at 10 this season, you can see his lines aren't quite right. He's not quite closing. Too easy for Peter Smith to get through that line. Um, and if I'm, if I'm uh, um, uh, Seattle, I'm like, hey, we've got two great centers. We should be running Suniolo and Rasalika right through that tan channel. Let's show, let's, uh, let's have um, Rennie come and make sure that he can tackle. Let's have him show us. And the guy knows the game. So uh, we appreciate that knowledge getting dropped on the mic. So regardless of what the scoops people told us, it sounded like a packed stadium. You had the brass band in the background, the stereo system with the NOLA chants. So the they're, fooling, they're fooling somebody. Uh, and that's including me watching the game. But uh, you could hear my man, Paul-Henri Grobier, the bossy French referee. Uh, mic'd up all game, given that hot fire feedback, the instant analysis. Get back! Get back right now! <laughs> Corbier was awesome. Um, Phil Mack, spiciest scrummy of the week, hands down. Yeah, Phil's solid, and his delivery is spot on every time. Yeah, and he poked the ball out of the number eight's hands at a clutch moment when they really needed the scrum back. This game went back and forth. All day, Rinikama got over, followed by Tikio Suba, Biden's got over. Everybody scored today, um, but Nola really had the front foot in the first half. Steinberg told us at halftime, Seattle had 67 tackles compared to Nola's some 40, meaning Nola just had possession and wore them out, but they could not get the points when they needed them. It wasn't enough in the end. Shalom Suniola cut up the D in the second half. Now Phil Mack looks to head back down the short side. Has not this beautiful switch play to Suniola. And the magic feet of Suniola gets the ball away to Holder. And it's a try to Seattle just like that. All they needed was some possession and territory. Pete Steinberg. And the Seattle Seawolves go on the road and get a huge win. 
Rasalika had a hell of a game. Didn't uh, Nola leave about eight points on the kicking tee? Yeah, yeah. Our boy Taylor Haddon didn't have the best day on the tee. Um, but you know what? He's a veteran. He's going to bounce back, and he's going to forget it. What do you think? Are we definitely going to Seattle, see Seattle in the playoffs? Yes. Harpo loves Seattle right now. He loves the Seawolves, loves the way they're playing. What do you like about them as a team? They're solid. They got a solid pack. You got a solid pack. You got a solid team. There you go. And you got Will Holder running around out there uh, on the backs, and uh, he kind of marshals pretty well. Uh, they have a couple gaps in the backs that I think they could get exploited on. If San, if San Diego tightens up their pack, uh, it's going to be tough to play against them. I don't know. A lot of parody. Parody, parody, parody. We had our first celebrity sighting, I'm sure everybody knows. John Goodman in the house. John Goodman. You guys watch Roseanne? Roseanne Barr? Huh? Grab the crotch? No, I don't have a TV. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone either. Harpo doesn't do the internet. He doesn't do TV. In fact, I got some tickets through the email today, and it says if your phone isn't smart enough, you have to write down the number and show your ID. And good thing I knew. Uh, good thing I did that because uh, I wasn't able to pull up the barcode on my um, smarter than a rugby player phone. Hey, you know what? All you need is stories in this day and age. You don't need technology. Just write a handwritten letter. <laughs> hey, Harpo, if the government's ever after you, though, you're good. You can just fall off the map that easily. As long as they keep sending my social insecurity check routed right into my checking account, it's all good. <laughs> and before we sign off on that Seattle NOLA game, let me just say... The hairstyle of the week. I have not got it confirmed, but it did appear that Matt Turner out on the wing had frosted tips. Matt Turner is our first team all hair. So the Thursday night game was the CBS game of the week. And let me just say, I am falling in love with Stacy, the uh, sideline correspondent. She's absolutely got fire takes. This week, we heard a little bit about the turf. Let's go down to Stacy Pates on the sideline. Thanks, Dan. Well, Brian talked a little bit about the weather. The rain is coming down, but what you won't see is mud. That's because they're playing on a turf field. It offers some different dynamics and challenges, though. However, however, one thing you're going to see is in the aerial game, when the ball lands on this turf field, it's going to stick into the ground. You'll notice that. And you can see these little pieces that are on the turf. That's called crumb rubber. Offers a little bit of padding. Still not the same effect when the guys land as it would be on a grass pitch. It'll be interesting to see what adjustments they have to make if the rain does continue to come down. Stacy, I could listen to you report on the weather, the field, anything. I want three sideline reports per half. I'm falling in love. Stacy Bates with CBS Sports. Oh, Mike Pelifau, uh is back in the MLR, just not with the Seawolves now. Who's he with? He's with the Utah Warriors. And you know what? Like A good league with good talent is going to make sure that a team on the bottom of the table gets help. Like Jared Whippy and Josh Whippy clearly yeah. now have season-ending injuries, so they're going to need backs. I'm okay with that transfer. Yeah, not like I have any authority in anything. Give them more juice. Let's talk about Utah, man. Yeah. They ran away with it. Yeah, Lasique, he just runs a really hard straight line. And uh, the announcer came out, Brian Hightower, he actually he took a pretty tough stance like I did on Morath's defense. And he's like, 
in the pregame. He's like, Kurt Rath has to play better defense. And then the whole game, he walked it back and like apologized. Him and the corny quotes like, well, I, I bet Kurt heard you up there in the booth because he's playing a hell of a game. But now Morath really did play well. He ran the offense, steered the ship. Now Morath, kick over the top, needs a chase. No one at home. The ball sits up. It's towed through. There's the try. And what a try. That's going to put the man in the pocket. The Warriors, they're going to get home. Exited well. The boot was everything. Uh, they ran away with it. Austin's got holes and gaps. Hanko's not one of them. Scored another try. Hanko. <laughs> Why you got to put the whole damn team on your shoulders, huh? Find a friend. Austin drops to one and three. Harpo, dead or still alive? They're alive. Tell us why. Tell us why. Because the second half, they had some momentum going. For about 25 minutes, they had all ball, all momentum. Utah had the defense on the goal try line. And if it wasn't for that, Austin could have won that game. The final, the 25 minutes, 40-minute mark to 65-minute mark, it was all Austin. And uh, they just need to figure something out, but they could still make the number four playoff spot. Parity is what we're talking about here, eh? So parity is... Uh... I think that those tip tackles were still too harsh. <laughs> the fact that Ben Landry still isn't playing from a questionable week one tackle. It's savage. I don't know who the Roger Goodell of this league is making the decisions, but... Is it Eric? Show Gide? yourself. Show like, yourself. Can we know who the guy is that we got to talk to about? Like, where's the transparency in the league? Well, that's what... Yeah, the NFL has none, and that's why... They would hate well, if they're forever. playing a 16-match season, okay, a serious tip tackle, you know, suspend them for three weeks. But it's only eight weeks long, and it's almost half the season. Right. How about a little common sense? Oh, wait a minute. This is rugby football. Common sense is not allowed. Excuse me. But uh, Harpo, one of your boys... Uh... For Austin played pretty well. Walsh, he's a life guy, right? Yes, he is. He snuck uh, over the line twice. He's got himself a uh, national championship uh, against St. Mary's, playing number nine for the life running Eagles. Very good player from uh, Ireland. Great kid. Just uh, lots of fun to hang out and party with. He's got a big fucking head, too. <laughs> I don't know if the scrum cap makes it look bigger, but my it's, it's, God. It's the scrum cap. Yeah. It's the scrum cap. <clears throat> Johnny, what are you seeing from Utah in the next coming weeks? Utah has to get consistent. You know, they, they got to get a couple guys in. Uh, you know, some of these teams are pulling some guys in, and that could make a difference for this club. Pull a couple big names in. Yeah. Of the program. Yep. The uh, the June test window is coming. Which one of these teams in the MLR is going to be the most prepared for having their players pulled out? Basically, who's the deepest? I'll tell you. Glendale is always deep. Uh, San Diego is going to be able to pull some guys in. We were hanging out in the Tri Club tonight. And uh, guess who rocked up right beside me at the bar there? Andrew Duratalo. Just, you know, casually hanging out, wearing that San Diego stripe, 
These guys, like, so those sevens guys rolling back in for the, you know, uh, Chula Vista guys and, and anybody coming back home, it's an easy place to land. Oh, you want to stay in San Diego? Yeah. You want to hang out there, play some rugby, MLR team? June 23rd, uh, San Diego plays uh, Glendale again, this time with uh, Glendale going to San Diego, and it's going to be the bench versus the bench because San Diego has seven eagles in the pool. Glendale has six eagles in the pool. So uh, tonight it was the eagles versus the eagles, and on June 23rd it's going to be the bench versus the bench. So let's see which team is going to pull uh, – a rabbit out of the hat and uh, sign a few players. They're going to have to come up with some more players for these clubs. You guys are in the tri club today. Who is the biggest person on the field? Just sheer size. When you're when you're rubbing shoulders and rubbing elbows in the tri club, who just is much bigger than you expect? Bota. Bota. The big prop from South Africa. Dolph Bota. Big I guy. Well, he just eats. He eats a lot. I'm sure he solidified that scrum once he came in. He's got a nice belly, but he still solidified the scrum, <laughs> belly or no belly. All right, Harpo. Right now, you got to name the Eagles' side to face Russia. Trust on what you've seen from the MLR. Are you fucking kidding me? Go one through fifteen for me. One through fifteen. Oh, that's tough. Well, one thing I definitely thought about is. Will's playing so well, and he had the ARC tour. But, you know, I haven't been watching McGinty's tape. He's having a good season at Sale. What do you do with that 10 position right there? AJ. You think so? AJ. Ah, AJ's good enough to play 12, though. Can you go Maggie? AJ all day. Can you go Maggie to McGinty? Because I think think Maggie's better with the boot. Do you put... He Your may best not player in the best position. You put the best Dude. player in the best position. Yeah, and who's the best player for the best team in the MLR? MLR Schmemlr. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, this is an MLR podcast. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So right now, believe it or not, the top four teams in the table going into the week, going into next weekend: Glendale on top with 19 points, four for four. Seattle is two and one. They have eleven points. San Diego is two and two. They have eleven points. Utah one and two, eight points. Everybody else has seven down the bottom. The Southern teams are in last place, putting the South on the hot seat. Houston, New Orleans, Austin—not the best start to the season, but maybe they'll get more of a home field advantage as uh, it gets hotter and more humid down there. They're gonna make weeks five, six, and seven. Interesting. Yeah. Even though there's only two matches next week, uh, they're going to be big matches for the number four playoff spot. <laughs> so for those who don't know, I just think this story is hysterical. Harpo, we're in week five now. How many times have you listened to the podcast? <laughs> I don't know how to listen to the podcast. The star of the show has not listened to the show don't, because... Don't you have to download an app? To listen to the podcast. That's the only apps I know how to download are off a bar menu into my jelly belly. But I have an Android I paid $75 for five years ago. Click on the little purple podcast app. You type in Rugby Pick'em. 
boom, you subscribe, everything comes to you. You don't got to go chasing our content. Boom. Well, how do you listen to it? <laughs> With your ears. Oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy a new phone. That's it. I'm, 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 when I go to Montana... Now, Wednesday, I fly to Montana now that I'm three from four with my uh, over-under. I'm going to buy a new phone because you don't have to pay tax in Montana. So I'm going to really splurge. And can, can you get a smartphone for 100 bucks? Sure. You can do a lot of things. If anybody in Montana has got an old phone, hit us up in the DMs. Harpo needs one. He hates technology. He hates smartphones. Let's keep it basic here. We're looking for like a Nokia brick. I can't wait to get Let's... to my alone zone. <laughs> Tell us the, about that. The Marcelli Ranch, about 40 miles east of Missoula. A friend of mine has 10 acres out there and there's no cell phone, no internet. My my entertainment is a fishing pole and a VCR. And it's just awesome. And I just hang out there and... Uh, with, uh, I've got a grizzly bear for a, a neighbor up over the ridge. And at the end of the driveway, there's a bald eagle. And uh, there's a big field next to me, the, the big uh, uh, donkey. He's white, so I call him Whitey. And I feed him grass, and he's my he's my BFF, and it, it's, it's all good. I just love being out there all by myself. The alone zone. Alone zone. Can't wait to get there. I met Cam Dolan tonight. He's been to the Marcelli Ranch. Huh. Yeah, because really? I felt like I knew the guy because we have all our friends. or like oh, He knows all the Montana boys. Houston at NOLA, Utah at Seattle. Harpo, for your player tri-pool, who do you got to score this week? I guess you haven't done player trap yet, Matt so you can pick anybody. Houston. We both picked Houston. Is going to score for uh, Nola, and am, am I allowed to pick John Sullivan because I haven't picked him yet? I, in fact, I haven't picked anybody yet. That's what I was saying. All the heck, I just uh, when it comes to the over under, all I want is uh, if I pick the over, I want everybody to score. So uh, give us. You got two. Houston Sullivan. There's another game that weekend, too. We have Utah at uh, at Seattle. Utah at Seattle. Huh? Oh, Lasiki. I haven't pulled Lasiki yet. Um, Lasiki. John, John? Paul Lasiki. Paul, yeah. He's solid. I love watching him run. Well, he just likes – he just goes over and through players. He doesn't even try to go around them. you got to respect that. You know, runner just goes through players. In a way – as a defender, you know exactly which direction he's going. It's a good combo with that team because they have a lot of other steppy runners, and he's the north-south guy that's just going to set the line every they time. They play off of him. Hey, Uncle Johnny, this bacon is really good yeah. for brunch. Right. You should have been here for brunch. We had mimosas and eggs and bacon. Yeah, I phoned it in and uh, slept in my bed all day. <laughs> so I got you with Paula C.K., Matt Houston, uh, John Sullivan, who else you got to score this weekend? No. <laughs> Waiting on Harpo's fourth. Just say it confidently and I'll plug it in. Right I now. don't know anything. <laughs> I got to look at a roster. Right. I know names once I see them. You already got Lasika. You just anybody this weekend who you think is going to score. 
Harpo, I wish there was just a place where I could go get all the lineups for the game. Well, if the MLR has a commissioner, it would be nice if he could, like, uh, just tell the teams that they have to post their lineups by what? I think it's Thursday. All the pro teams in the world, the Summit Southern Hemisphere, the Super 18, was there 15 teams in the Super 18? They post their lineups on uh, the Thursday before the uh, before they play. That's how we do Super Brew. And the same with uh, the Aviva Premiership and the Top 14. And, uh, hey, it's really difficult to make up point spreads and over and unders when you don't know who's playing against who. So, come on, Mr. Commissioner, tell the teams that they have to post their lineups, not seven hours before the match kicks off. We need these lineups on Thursday. Gotta have the juice, huh? The commish. So last week I went back heavy. Hodson, Kalinisau, Don Patti, who did not play. So that was a poor decision. But Maximo de Achival was my lock, and he scored on this interesting call from Packy on Mother's Day. Look for this flat ball. It's to Archival who cuts in. There's so many defenders in front of him. back to Archival. Oh, no. How did he do that? Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Archival. Your son johnny went with chad london nate augsburger roland suniola and ryan matias nobody dotted and johnny you are the first person on this podcast to go over i i think we've done pretty well we're almost batting 50 percent. that's pretty hard to predict who's gonna score a try so i'm gonna own my egg on my face egg on my face egg on my face yeah so for next week, I am going to go with the following try scores. We only have two matches, so it's a bit more condensed. And we've ran through a good amount of players. But give me Rasalika. Uh, he was all over the place this week for Seattle on the road. And uh, Matt Turner as well. If you can rock Frosted Tips, you can get yourself into the try zone. It's just a confidence thing. Um, Kurt Marath will also dot. He's been all over the place. Um, that Turf field up in Seattle is pretty fast, so I think Tart Kurt's going to break the line once or twice. And uh, lastly, give me Michael Bosca, the, the fullback for Nola Gold. He's a shifty runner who may see some holes against Houston. Bosca to die. Johnny, who are your four? Here we go. So, so, to score tries. I don't know. Who, who, who are we even picking? Who, who's in the lineup? Marath is my lock. Marath? Okay. So we're going with Aladdin Shermer. Good eight-man playing out of Seattle. We'll go with Bobby Johns because that's a spicy guy. And, you know, K-Tape be damned. That guy really likes to hop around. Phil Mack almost snatched off his, uh, his little <laughs> hairpiece. Our spiciest scrum half of the week doesn't take kind to non-rugby uh, clothing items. <laughs> think of uh, think of some of the regulars for uh, for Utah. Well, I'm gonna go with Diego Makara for uh, Houston SaberCats because Diego was my uh, nickname when I was in uh, St. Joseph's uh, Grammar School. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Diego. Makara and uh, uh, Kyle Sumption for Houston, and uh, Paul Lasicki 
and uh, also the um, uh, uh, Tim Falcon, uh, his son, uh, uh, Cam. Cam. Cam Falcon is going to score a try for uh, Nola. Harpo showing love to the forwards. Joey Iosefa for Houston. He's going to come in. He's been coming in off the bench, but that guy's a balling runner. Joey Iosefa. 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 Coming in for Menina. <clears throat> I think Octo was rusty today. Just pick her for him, Cubs, right there. Because <laughs> I can't go back and snip each one. <laughs> I can, but I prefer you just get your four. Uh -huh. All right, Johnny, right. two more. You know any Utah guys? Uh, not not as much. <clears throat> All right, boys. All right, my picks are Aladdin Shermer, Joey Josefa. We're going to go with uh, the Rat Bag, Elliot, Elliot Dillon Herzog. Late signing for uh, Nola Gold. Yeah, you didn't. You heard it here first. I love that guy. The Rat Bag. And my lock, Bobby Johns. Excellent. Let's talk about next week's games. Let's set the lines, gentlemen. Okay. We got our first two game weekend so a little bit of a letdown but we still have mlr johnny let's get to the juice on saturday the 19th the houston saber cats hit the road uh to face their local rivals nola gold this will probably be about the fourth time they played each other this year including preseason what are we thinking nola loses houston's off a of bye week nola lost that game but man it was a tight game it could have went either way does Nola remain the favorite because they're at home? Yes. Tell us why. Home field advantage. Uh, Nola, they've shown shown bits and pieces of uh, really good continuity and and uh, uh, phases where they could just uh, uh, rock. I mean, look look against uh, Glendale uh, in the preseason. That was a great game. Well, both teams were uh, just um, uh, rucking, rucking, and, and just lots of uh, continuity. Six, seven, eight phases, none passing the ball, uh, th stringing three, four, five passes together. And uh, yeah, the Glendale uh, ended up beating them because of their depth, but uh, don't count Nola out. Let's call Nola a four point favorite at home and set this line at four points where no, are you going I, with the pick johnny easy on houston you know easy like sunday morning <laughs> what do you know about sunday morning you're sleeping till the crack of noon <laughs> why don't richie talk me about that shit bro so i'm i'm telling you houston is going to show up and nola has had their hiccups they they have not hit their stride they do not have the cohesiveness that they need. And it's not like Houston's perfect, but they're going to come out and they're going to want to play. I'm going with Harpo. I'm back in NOLA at home. They really dominated the Seawolves and, and could have run away with that game if a couple things went different in the first half. But you know what? They're going to they're gonna have to show some guts and dig in next Saturday. And the Sunday game pits the... 
It's the Utah Warriors at the Seattle Seawolves. Seawolves now are going to have their third game at home. So they were home heavy to start. Um, but they clearly have to be the favorites sitting where they are at the table. Let's give Seattle a 12-point line at home. Harpo, you also got to set the over-under this week. You're in studio. That's a good line, by the way. Harpo, let's get your pick and the over-under right now. You don't got to whisper. Utah, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle's going to win, but it's going to be close. So Closer than 12. Seattle's going to win by uh, two points. And... uh, you know, guys, if you make your tackles, it's going to be under. I'm going to set the under for like uh, 50 points, which is actually a high under for. Yeah, it's a low total point, but he's going under. The trend has changed. Harpo now is a big unders guy. He wants to see that tackling improve. You know, back in the 70s or uh, 80s, I had a an Attitude 7 side. And uh, we sucked. And then I started doing newsletters, and the only statistic I kept was missed tackles. And once uh, once I started printing out and sending out newsletters by the snail mail to all the players about the missed, the tackling improved so much. Next thing you know, 29 tournaments later, we got 114 victories and 27 losses. We even qualified for the National Sevens uh, Championships back in 85. That's all I got. Who are you going with, Johnny? 12-point swing. Can Utah cover that? I go Seattle. Seattle all around the board here. We think the Seawolves are going to stay at the top half of the table. Harpo said it will be close, though. Utah is going to cover the spread. Gentlemen, we're nearing the halfway point in the season. Any final thoughts? Where are you, fans? Yeah. Show up to a game. Yeah, don't sleep in on a Sunday and stream it just because it's really convenient for you to stay on your bed (laughs) well into the afternoon. I'd like to call out the old boys. There's an awful lot of old boys out there from the 70s and the 80s. And yes, even you old boys from the 90s. We need you guys to teach non-rugby people how to watch a rugby game. And yes, it is mentally taxing to explain everything. But people don't understand the game. And I think because the sport of rugby is so difficult to understand, that's why people are not showing up to watch this. Because I've been mentally drained. I'll be sitting in a bar watching a game, and I can't even enjoy it because i got to teach everybody how to watch it. And then once they watch it for 10 minutes, like, oh, this is really awesome. This is a great sport. I love it. So, oh, boys, start teaching people how to watch the sport of rugby football. We're a grassroots podcast here. We love the grassroots, but the fact is the MLR is not grassroots. And it's a professional league, and it needs asses and seats. So get people out to games if you're in any of these local cities. Invite a friend. Maybe that girl you've been thinking about, you know, you know, you want to take the next step with. Take her to a rugby game. She'll be in a new experience. She'll she'll depend on you for information. Love it. Perfect first date. And with that, 
the Rugby Pick'em crew, we had a first ever Harpo in studio episode. Sorry it got a little messy, but that's what happens when Harpo is in studio. Anything, bro. anything goes here. We will be back next week to break down the two games. The season's just starting to heat up and I can feel it down in my plums. Maggot Fest, here I come. Ready or not? Pick them. Give me like three different pickums right now. It's 11 o'clock and we are wrapping up. But don't forget to pick them. I wanted to do that earlier when uh, we talked about the bagpipes. Yeah. Out there, but I hadn't done it in so long that uh, I, 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 I got two mic pipes over there. We want to hear from the listeners. If you have a funny prop bet, a great story from a drink up or tour, or just a cheeky quip, call 970 645 6222 and leave a voicemail. If the audio is good, we'll use it next week's pick'em. Again, 970 645 is the cousin of Kalepe Fetit. Cousin of what? What's his name? Sioni Tui Halamaka is the cousin of Felipe. <laughs> so we got a scoop from one of our listeners that Kalepe <laughs> We got a scoop from one of our listeners. <laughs> Here we go. Seeing what I'm saying, and then I gotta zoom in and get Pick 'em! Pick 'em! I like that one.